With this week's press lunch and audio, you're going to hear first from three CU senior offensive linemen, Jonathan Huckins, Jeremy Irwin, and Jared Coe. Then you're going to hear from senior safety Afalabe Laguda before head coach Mike McIntyre. Mm -mm. All right, from the left to the right, we got uh, Jonathan Huckins, Jared Coe, Jeremy Irwin. Uh, senior day this weekend, so we're bringing in our three senior offensive linemen, and we'll take questions for the gentlemen. This is for uh, any of you if you just want to go left to right, that'll work. Um, how nostalgic do you get on a week like this when it's going to be your last game at Folsom, your last game running behind Ralphie, last home game? Just how nostalgic do you guys get? Yeah, I mean, it is weird to think about that it's going to be the last time running out in Folsom, running out behind Ralphie. I definitely thought about that during this week, especially running out behind Ralphie, because that's just such an awesome thing, um, you know. I just you just got to remember to take advantage of it, you know. Remember these kind of moments, and uh, yeah, pretty excited about running out there for the last time. Yeah, I mean it's all, it's kind of emotional too. I mean, I mean we've all played together for the last five years, and we've, like built so many good relationships with each other, and and I mean this school has just been great to us. So I mean, yeah, it just it's a little bit emotional, but I mean we're excited. We're trying to get it done this week. To be honest, it hasn't really hit me yet. I've been here for a long time, and I'm, I've still kind of been avoiding leaving here. So, <laughs> it, I'm sure it'll hit me senior night when my parents are out there, and I'm, I'm running out with the, the bouquet in my hand. But, you know, right now we're just focused on winning, and it's going to be my last game at Folsom. So we, you know, we expect to play well and, and give it our last best effort. Oh, but some guys have joked around about telling me too. And I told them, no way. No way. So, for, for Jonathan uh, and, and Jared, uh, with, with Tim going out uh, for the rest of the season, uh, can you talk about the impact that has on the interior of that line and, and, uh, and how you guys will feel like you, you'll adjust with um, just some different people in there and different guys you'll work with, not only in games, but in practice? Yeah, um, you know Tim was a great offensive lineman. Um, it's a it's a, it's a big loss losing him, but uh, you know what Coach Mack always says is the next guy's got to step up, and it's got to feel like that we never even lost anybody. You know, um, people just have to know the game plan and um, just be ready for whatever happens. And for practice, you know, it means us taking a little bit more reps, but you know. More practice means we'll be more prepared either way. So, you know, it, it's a big loss losing him, but, you know, we're just going to have to prepare like, you know, it never happened really. Yeah, yeah, we'll miss Tim, but uh, like he said, we got to prepare. And uh, I think the guys uh, behind him, we're, we're confident with, uh, with the guys that are going to step up and play in this position. So, you know, everybody's got to practice well this week and uh, fight hard and get it done. You guys, again, don't mind kind of going down the line on this one, but uh, e even though this senior year may, may not have gone the way you guys would have preferred, how proud are, are each of you that you know someday you're going to be able to look back and say, hey, we are part of a group that, that helped put Colorado football back on the map? Yeah. Um, you know, coming in, what, five years ago, the program wasn't at its best. And, you know, throughout its years since we've been here, it's slowly built, and I think that's uh, – that's a big testament to how, you know, not just us, but, you know, how the whole team has really evolved and built. And, you know, going from boys to men was a big thing that Coach Max said, and I think we've really done that as a program in, uh, in whole. So 
I, I'm, I'm pretty proud about how we've kind of moved this program in the right direction. Yeah, we, I mean, we can still do something that, I mean, this program haven't done, hasn't done in a long time, which is go to back-to-back -back bowl games as well. So, I mean, just, just having that in our, in our future and, and doing what we did last year, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure it just makes everybody, like, proud that we were able to do that. Yeah, when Embry recruited me, I mean, that's what I bought into. He, he sold that to me about, because, you know, in high school, my team was 0-10, and, and we ended up going 12-1, and 1, and I like a challenge. So, you know, coming to this university and, and knowing about the, the history of it, that was one of the things that I wanted to do was to bring this program back to what it was, you know, remembered to be. And, and that's what we've, you know, done. And it's, I can sit here and be proud of it, but, you know, we still got work to do. And, and like Jared said, is making another postseason for the, for back-to-back -back years, and there hasn't been a team that's done that for a long time. So, you know, we're proud of what we've done, but we're still not satisfied. We need to, we need to put in some work so we can get this postseason going. I guess uh, again down the line. On that same note, is there any? I don't know if it's pressure or just feeling like. I mean, this has kind of been an up and down year. There's certainly been some frustrations. Do you feel like getting back to a bowl game? You guys need to do that to sort of legitimize what happened last year with the rise and never stop rising and all that? Um, you know, I don't think we feel like we have to legitimize our team at all. But I think you know, obviously, we want to. We want to get these wins to get to a bowl game. I mean, that that is the goal we, you know, strive for since the beginning of the season. Either way, um, I think you know, getting to a bowl game would be a great accomplishment for this team um, and for our class. But I, I think you know, just focusing on this game and really just trying to get this win. And you know, everyone talks about how we've never beat USC, but you know, we're just trying to focus on our game plan and try to do the right things this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, pretty much our focus has just been week by week, which, and this week is USC. So, I mean, a lot of people around us are talking about postseason and stuff like that. But, I mean, if we don't focus on this week, we're not going to get to where we want to be. So, as long as we're focused on this week and we're doing what we got to do every day in practice and meetings outside of football, then, I mean, all that stuff will take care of itself. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, you know, beat the head of the nail, but. You know, last year's last year, and this year's a new year, and we're just we're trying to win this game. That's really what we're focused on. Jeremy, what do you see from USC on film their defense? Like, like always, they're a good team. They're very talented. You know, they play hard, and that's something that when we when we go either to Los Angeles or they come here, that's something that we always see. They've got good players. They play hard, and um, we're gonna it's gonna be a four quarter war. So that's that's what we're preparing for. I mean, it's in in this conference, it's. Every given Saturday, Jared said that multiple times because it's just all over the place this year. You know, teams showing up some Saturdays and then some Saturdays not showing up, and it's kind of been scattered. So that's you know, it's the Pac-12. You know, there's a lot of good players in this conference, and USC especially has a good team. So we're going to prepare like uh, like it's our last game. This is also Phil Lindsay's last game. He's always one to deflect the praise on you guys. What has it been like blocking for him? And do you kind of look to him too on Senior Day and try to get him that that sixth victory? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just go online again. Um, you know, having a running back like him, like a selfless guy, it just makes it easier for us to block for him, you know. Um, when he makes a big run and, you know, comes up to us and thanks us or comes up to us after the game or, you know, Arizona State last year bringing us in here for the press conference, like it, it just makes the, makes the difference, you know. And, you know, his attitude towards us and towards the game is just, 
unwavering, and it's really it's it's a really good thing to have, you know, especially for us looking to him, looking to him, you know, to get those yards that after we block. So. Yeah, yeah we're gonna. Um, I mean, we're going to fight. We're going to fight hard uh, for Phil and for all the seniors. I mean, it's all our last game. We've all uh, put in a lot of time and a lot of effort into this. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to fight hard for him. And we're going to fight hard for the other seniors on the other side of the ball, on special teams, all the guys. And we're going to – I mean, it, yeah, it's great having Phil as a running back. I mean, he's selfless. He's a great guy, like, funny guy in the locker room. I mean, I mean, we all love the guy, and we're going we're gonna to fight hard and uh, – Hopefully, get this win. Yeah, I mean, if you watch Phil, he, you know, he he talks on the field like he's as big as us. <laughs> you know, he's always barking, barking up a big tree. But we love him, and he loves us, and and we do. We go out there and we work hard for him, and he works hard for us. And at the end of the day, you know, if he doesn't get the yards he wants, it's okay because we know that he's given us our best, and we're giving him his best. Five now, six years down the line for you. Do you guys still remember your welcome to college moment on the field where you realized it wasn't going to be the same? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'll go first with this one. Yeah. yeah, I think I was I was starting as a sophomore, and I just come off an ankle injury. I had a high ankle sprain, and I was playing uh, Nate Orchard, and uh, they were both number eight for Utah and um, Washington, and they were back-to-back -back games. And both of them were leading the uh, leading the nation in sacks. I think one had 19 and a half, and the other had 18 and a half. It was, I mean, I had my work cut out for me both weeks in a row, and it was just. I had to really, really try to block them. I mean, it was like every time you lined up, if you didn't focus on your technique and give them every drop of what you had, it was going to be a sack or something was going to happen. And you don't like being embarrassed in front of your home crowd and in front of 60,000 people and on national television. So that's not fun. So that was, that was my wake-up moment. It's like, you know, I really have to try to block some of these guys. And they're both in the NFL now. So it just goes to show how the Pac-12 is. Yeah, I mean, throughout my uh, – three, three and a half years of starting. I've played a, a bunch of first-round guys like Forrest Buckner, Kenny Clark, guys like that. And, uh, yeah, just going out there, watching film on them and then having to prepare for them and then having to go out there and actually play them, it was like, yeah, this is a lot different than high school. This is, I mean, in high school you might play, what, one or two guys that are going to go D1 throughout the whole time. I mean, it depends. Unless you're in Texas. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Texas. <laughs> but, uh. But yeah, like preparing for those guys and then and then having to go out there and play. I mean, yeah, it was like a wake up call, but it's always fun to compete. You always want to play the best. Yeah, I remember my first snap, redshirt freshman year against Arizona State. I'm pretty sure I got bull rushed on my first pass blocking. Really wakes you up, you know. I and mean, it's a it's a huge jump, you know, to make that jump from high school to college, and then even from practicing practicing in college to game speed. So I think that was really my welcome to college moment when I got bull rushed by, I can't remember who it was, but it was number one from Arizona State. So y'all can figure that one out. My redshirt freshman year. <laughs> Probably wasn't that fun. No. Was not good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll find it somewhere. Um, do you guys, uh, you mentioned it, Jonathan, about having never beaten USC and the fact that you guys have never beaten USC, and not you guys, but the entire program, mm -hmm. then, you know, it's a national brand, it's SC, it's a school that Colorado would love to compete against on the recruiting trails and all that other stuff that goes into it. Does that play a role at all in your thinking about this game? Um, you know, obviously, you know, 
playing SC, you understand who SC is, you understand their history, their tradition, um, their dominance, really. And But, you know, I, I, it comes down to really just playing that game that day and playing as hard as you can. Um, I don't think really we think about that too much during the week unless someone mentions it, obviously. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just sticking to the film, not worrying about the, as Coach Adams says, don't worry about the, the logo on their helmet. Just worry about who you're playing and your technique and everything. Yeah, we, we try to prepare for every team like the same. I mean, if we don't, then, I mean, because any of these teams can beat us and vice versa. I mean, everybody's good in the Pac-12. But, yeah, I mean, you hear about it around, uh, like, around the facility and stuff, and it's something that we really want to accomplish, especially as seniors, especially me being a Southern California guy. I, I definitely want to get that one done. But, I mean, we got to just prepare every week the same for each team each week. Yeah, I'm not trying to shoot down any question, but I mean, yeah, I don't really care what's on their helmet. I, I don't really care about all that. I mean, they're all, they, they put their pants on one leg at a time just like us. And when I watch the film, that's that's really all that I need to know is what the film says. And they're a good team. So are we. So we're going to come out, we're going to play like that. We'll end it in the light question on football for the two Texans. Astros fans, and if you were at the Oh, yeah. That was fantastic, wasn't it? <laughs> Very worrisome. You know, the last game at L.A. and our away record throughout the playoffs. But, yeah, what, what a great thing for the Astros to bring it back to Houston. And uh, I think it's the first championship Houston's won in ever. 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 So, yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of wish we could have been back for the parade. Yeah. But it was a good time. Oh, but, man. you know, it, it was a great thing to, for the Astros to – you know, take that one away. Yeah, especially after Harvey and all that Houston's oh, been yeah. through, you know. It's been a rough year for Houston, but, you know, Houston's strong, and, and we go through a lot of stuff down there. We have hurricanes all the time, but, I mean, not like that. Yeah. So it was it was just nice to see that, you know, the giving back to the city, you know, bringing back a championship. That was really awesome. I mean, I hate to say this, but it was my girlfriend over the Astros because I, uh, I was at her game during Game 7 for, I think, eight innings, but I love supporting my girlfriend, so... <laughs> I'm actually not Angels fan, but yeah, but yeah uh, I mean, I don't spend too much time watching baseball. I mean, I kept up with it just because these guys were, were talking about it, and I just was looking at the score every once in a while online, but yeah, I mean, it didn't really affect me too much. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks guys. Good luck. Thank Go you. Rockets. <laughs> Go Rockets. <laughs> Go Rams. Go Birds. Go Eagles. All right, um, apologize, Leo Jackson had to get run into his tour since we were up long today, so it's just uh, Apalabi Dabuda, uh, senior uh, safety questions for Apalabi. Well, I heard a story uh, over the summer, I think it was uh, Coach Wilson was telling me, that last year's senior game, when all the seniors were, were out on the field, you know, getting honored for their parents, that you were in the locker room, you brought everybody together and said, we are not losing this game. And he talked about how much that meant to you to make sure those seniors went out with a win. So now that it's your senior game, you know, what are your thoughts and how are you feeling? Are you, are you seeing some of the same things from the other classroom that, that want to win for you guys? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think they definitely want to send us out the right way. Um, just being my last time in Folsom, it hasn't really hit me yet. I think probably like Friday night when I'm in the hotel, that Saturday morning waking up, I'll start to feel some type of way. It's be a little emotional, but. I'm not gonna let it phase me. Um, 
still got to play a football game that day regardless. You know, I'm blessed enough to get out there and get out there and go play. Um, I kind of have Ryan Muller on my heart heavy. You know, I know he would love to be out there for his senior night game or senior day game, but, you know, the chips just didn't fall his way. Uh, even if this season may not have gone the way that the seniors would have preferred, uh, for you and your classmates, uh, how proud are you that uh, you'll kind of be able to look back and, and say your group was a big reason why Colorado football was able to get back on the map? Uh, yeah, I definitely think we'll be proud. Um, still a lot of football left to play even this year. Um, we can just still do something special, just get into a bowl game. I mean, you know, you try not to talk about it or think about it, but, I mean, it's obvious, you know, everybody wants to go. I mean, it just makes sense. Um, but, yeah, just to have that type of season we did last year and go from the worst to the first, get to uh, Santa Clara and the Pac-12 championship was something special. So I think we have a lot to hold our head up high about. I mean, this season, you know, the chips didn't fall our way. We didn't get a lot of those calls we hoped to get, you know, so – Either way, I mean, I'll definitely smile and look back at my time here as a blessing. Obviously, a lot of seniors on this team were going to be honored on, on Saturday, but one of them who seems to be more unique kind of in program history is George Fraser, what he's done in so many different positions. What kind of resonates with you about him and his career here and, and what he's been able to accomplish? Uh, when I first got here, um, I knew George like very well just because uh, I lived with him. Um, he just loves football. I mean, of course he wants to be out there every snap, but, I mean, I've just never met a guy like that who just cares about the team so much. Um, he can do a lot of things, honestly, but, you know, uh, he's just asked to do his job, and he takes pride in it. And even if it's 10 or 50 snaps he gets, he plays it like it's his last snap. So George is a guy that you got to admire, the fact that he carries himself as a man's man. He's just that guy that you want to be around in the locker room. Uh, a lot of the team looks up to him, so... Uh, on his senior day, it'll definitely be a special moment for him. Uh, he did a lot for this program, and then he should be honored for it. Oh, um, you said that making a bowl game is obvious to you guys that that's the goal. Um, how important is it for you guys to accomplish that to keep this program's momentum trending in the right direction? Um, I don't think. Colorado football making a bowl game in 2017 is going to make or break this program. This program is strong. It's been strong. It's going to uh, continue to grow in strength. Um, I think it's more so for the morale of going into the next season, something to work on for the next team, you know. Just want to leave those young guys in good hands, leave them with good faith, and that's kind of what more so going to the bowl game is. It's not going to determine the strength of this program. Colorado football has great history, so that history isn't going to change. It's just going to grow. How vividly do you remember your first time running out of Ralphie? Um, I remember my first game in Folsom, and I saw Ralphie, and I was like, I didn't know what to think. I just never ran out behind something that big. I ran behind a dog, <laughs> um, but I never ran behind something that massive before. So I was kind of nervous, um, and I didn't trust the handlers. I didn't think that they could get it around the field and into the whatever you put her in. I just saw, so you know, I kind of trickled to the back, made sure people ran out first. But I remember that my heart was beating more so for Ralphie than the game. I was kind of more nervous for that aspect in the game. Would you ever do running with the Bulls then? No. <laughs> Not a chance. How about this? Would you ever be a Ralphie handle? No. <laughs> I walk a dog, and that's about it.
I asked the other guys, but for you, what was your welcome to college moment? Oh, man. Um, Coach Mack works well a lot with the DBs, so uh, I remember I got my first taste of uh, my first year here. We played Hawaii at Hawaii, and like, uh, Coach Mack told us to see something all week, and I saw it, and I did not react. And just that reaction of that welcome to college football coaching as well as giving up that play, so that was my welcome to college football. Moment. So um, when you watch USC on film, I, th I think most people expect them to be one of the more athletic teams that you guys will face. Does their size, speed, and stuff like that pop on film? Do you see that when you watch the tape? Uh, yeah, just like with any team. Any team you play in the Pac-12 has size, speed, and I mean, it's a power five conference, right? Um, they're a great team. They were, uh, they got a great tradition. Um, they got great athletes. So you just got to play your techniques. You got to be technically sound. You got to fit your gaps right. How to play your techniques. If you're outside leverage, inside leverage. It just comes down to doing your job. You know, when 11 guys do their job, it doesn't matter what type of athlete you have out there. You can round them. You play as a team. It's a team game. Dante and Trey have had to step up in the absence of Isaiah. What have you seen from them over the last two weeks? And just kind of have you seen that development? Yeah. Um, you know, those kids, they have definitely stepped up. They're young guys. Um, to play corner in a Power 5 conference is not easy. And uh, no matter what people say about them, it's not an easy job. And it's not a job that many can do. And they go out there and compete every play and every snap. So I'm thankful for them because they play their hearts out. And, you know, uh, even though they'll be coming back to the program, it's my last year here. So they definitely leave it out there every game for me. And I appreciate them to the fullest for that. So I'm very thankful for Dante Treyon. I'm extremely proud of them. And I'll battle with them any day of the week. I wouldn't trade them for the world. Any other questions? Thank you, Paul. Thank you. All right. I'm um, glad we have that new indoor facility. I uh, wasn't expecting snow when I woke up early this morning at 5 a.m. saw it out there. So uh, we had a, a, a good practice. And uh, um, so uh, Timmy Lanot, he gets operated on tomorrow on his Achilles. Um, so hopefully that goes well. And um, I'll take any questions at this time. Mike, when you watch film of USC, um, obviously we know how they recruit and the athletes they get there. Does their athleticism pop on film when you watch it? Uh, you know, they're 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 very athletic, um, and there's a lot of athletic um, guys in the in our in the Pac-12 too. Every team has guys that pop and do things, but you know they're um, you know the 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 quarterback you know pops out with his athleticism. Um, you know, we have a lot of great quarterbacks in this league and a lot of guys that are playing in the NFL at a quarterback position. Um, but he's extremely athletic. Uh, he made a throw in the Arizona game that I was amazed. Spun it out to his left, threw it back over here, over a guy's head, right to a running back running down the sidelines 40 yards. I mean, not many people can do that. Um, you know, his athleticism pops out. Um, but they're a very athletic team, there's no doubt about it. But there's a lot of athletes in our league that pop out quite often. Mike, I'm sure for a lot of these 21 seniors, they were hoping for a better overall record at this point in the season. But when you assess their role and sort of the rise of this program, and especially the turning point last year, you know, these the juniors last year were seniors, just kind of assess their role and, and what they did for, for this group. Uh, they've, they've done a tremendous amount. Uh, for the university, for our program, uh, for the guys in our program, um, a, a tremendous amount. I can't really put a, 
a value mark on it because of what all they've done. Um, you know, they, they came here and it was a, a very hard time, um, a very, very low point in the program. And they've made us extremely competitive all the time. You know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll uh, win these last two games and, and be able to go to a bowl. Um, you know, I, I've calculated today, I think it's like 1,400 players have gone through here that haven't had a chance to go to back-to-back -back bowls since they did it last. Might be more than that, but I think I there were 110 guys on the team, 13 years or whatever, somewhere in that area, close to 1,400 kids um, don't get a chance to do what these guys are on the brink of being able to do. And there haven't been many teams that have ever been on the haven't been any teams on the brink of it in that long either. So I think that puts a really high value on what they have done. Um, when you know people are saying, "Don't come here, don't do this," um, so they've brought the pride back, and uh, um, you know we lost a couple heartbreakers this year. Could have won them. Didn't, um, but I think what they've done has made us extremely competitive and be able to, to keep moving on from there and be a competitive program. Like one of those guys that, that came to you during that time was Shea Fields. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yep. One of the first really kind of big recruits you guys got uh, when you got here. And can you talk about kind of what he's been? He's going to leave here as one of the top receivers of all time. And I know he probably would have liked a better senior season, but overall, can you talk about his impact uh, on this program and, and with your offense over the last four years? Yeah, Shay's done a great job. Shay's always um, played well for us, been, been able to, to make a lot of plays. They're teasing him, big play Shay. Um, and uh, he, he's done an excellent job. He's, you know, he has a great family. Mom and dad are just tremendous. And he, I've really enjoyed coaching Shay. I've enjoyed watching um, Shay grow up. And uh, he's right on the brink of graduating. And it's, uh, I'm going to be sad watching him play his um, last game here in Folsom Field. Um, but uh, also at the same time, I can remember so many joyous moments in there, but also on the practice field, um, in the meeting rooms, on the trips, uh, his sense of humor. Um, I, I'll miss Shay in a lot of different ways, just besides a football player. Coach, uh, one thing that struck me, was Jonathan Hawkins able, was, was he completely healthy last week, or was that a, if we needed him thing? He uh, no, he, he was healthier. We wouldn't have been able to play him, but he wasn't able to practice full speed all week. Oh. You know, till late in the week. So um, he, he was cleared, completely cleared, I think Thursday. So he wasn't able, he kind of went in a blue jersey, not a lot of contact. So he was more of a, an emergency situation like happened. And he came in and did a good job. Mike, I think it was last week we talked about George Frazier's yeah. facility, what he's done. I'm wondering in his recruitment, did you envision him being that type of player, or was he just a guy who always fit a need? Uh, whenever you had one, and you just happened to be able to kind of give you Yeah. Um, watching George Frazier on high school film, he played quarterback, he played defense, he played linebacker, he played tight end, he, he played defensive, line, defensive end. So we really didn't know what he would play when he came. And we just worked with him. He, he fit in at the tight end spot because of his ability to catch and do some things. He wasn't quite as big as he is now. Uh, at that time, I think he was around 250. Um, I think he's 285 now. So he's been able to have that same athleticism and then be able to help us on both sides of the ball. You know, his sophomore year, um, we were um, hurting some defensive linemen-wise and got him to play both ways. Um, he did a good job there. Then, then last year, um, we never didn't have any injuries in that area. You could just focus on, um, on offense. And then this year coming to the season, I knew we'd be a little bit younger. So um, we worked with him in spring practice doing both. And... Um, with some of the things we had happen. He's really helped us in a lot of different ways and, and been a, 
a, a huge part, and I think he's had an excellent senior year. He's a guy that's getting a master's degree. Yes. So that's probably the prime example of what you hope a lot of these guys can accomplish. Oh, five years. yeah, no doubt. When they're here five years, you want them to do that, or either get a, a lot of them get a second major or a minor that they want to emphasize in. Um, you know, you kind of in college a lot of times you get going. I want to do this. I want to do this, and about three fourths of the way into you go, well, that's not really what I do. Well, in college football, you can't switch because if you switch, then you're ineligible. By like you're not like a, you know they say they're normal students, but they're not. Um, it seems like if you had all the units and you're in good standing, they'd let you switch. But if you switch and then you didn't have enough percentage in your major, you have to have percentage at certain percentages. You can't do it. So with the fifth year, a lot of times we advise those guys to. You know, is this what you want to do? Well, I think about, well, let's, let's minor in that, and then let's start interviewing in that area. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people understand all the demands on them. I think a lot of job people, a lot of people out there looking for them for job-wise go, oh, this would be a good fit. That They really know what they want to do. They've had a lot of experience, and they've really worked a job playing football and going to school. They've worked two jobs. And uh, so I think that that's uh, uh, something that he's doing, and I'm very proud of what um, George has done getting that, working on that master's, there's no doubt. Hey, Coach, uh, Philip Lindsay, when he came here, he's coming up with a major knee injury. You know, he's starting to be a lot of work. He's right. Tasmania Devil, one of Colorado's all-time leading rushers. Does he kind of hold a special place in your heart? Um, yes, he does. Um, you know, I love all the guys the, the exact same. Uh, I care about them all. But watching him, the, the, my, I guess the reason I hold, he holds a more special place, the first time I ever met him, he couldn't even bend his knee. And he weighed about 150 pounds, and I'm going – Okay, and I just saw his energy inside of him that you see now, and I said, "There's, I'm going to take this guy no matter what. I don't know if he'll ever play for us because at the time I wasn't sure, and I don't. He wasn't either, and I said, "I'm going to definitely." My inner gut told me, "You better take a chance on this guy because he's something special, just as a person." And uh, sure enough, he's been special as a person, as a player, um, and someone that I'll I'll stay in close contact with throughout the years, and uh, whatever he ends up doing. Uh, he'll be extremely successful at. Quick follow-up to that. Would you ever see coaching in his future? Um, I don't know. I'm, um, he, he's, I believe he definitely wants to be a police officer, and he wants to be a way I understand it, a police officer back in Denver in the inner city area. He wants to make a difference, and, and he, you know his um, mission is kind of to, to mend all the things that we see going on in our country. And if there's anybody that could do it, it could be Philip Lindsay. And so I would definitely still hope that maybe that's what he'll still follow his heart and do that. And I know there'll be a lot of police forces out there that'd be begging to have him, for sure. And he'd be great for our country, he'd be great for our state, and great for our, the city of Denver. Coach, the other thing I was going to ask you about was Chidera. Uh, what does Chidi mean, mean to this team, and what is your relationship with him being as if, you know, he was a senior when you first got here? I wonder how that has developed. Um, Chidera. Chidera was a great Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, um, it's been um, awesome. You know, he's... He's uh, helping us a tremendous amount as a graduate assistant. And when I came here, he um, played really, really well for us. I still have the picture in my house um, of the play he made against Colorado State when he rushed the quarterback and then he sprinted after the guy. And we've been talking about that. And we work a strip drill every day. And he strips it just like he's supposed to. And their running back fumbles it. And Henderson picks it up and runs for the – that's the game-changing play. It's, I see it every single day. And um, it epitomized someone coming in and embracing us. And then what was great was him wanting to come back and be a coach here and get into coaching and be a part of who we are and what we do. Um, I, I admire his work ethic. I admire the person he is and his love for CU. And then 
I also um, am very, very honored that he thinks that much of me that he wanted to come back, be a part of the program, and the way he bought in, he started that whole ability to uh, believe in what we're doing and his attitude and um, passed on down to those guys that were freshmen that year and the guys that are seniors now, too, that were part of that. Um, he was a big part of that. He really was. Mike, when you go into a place like California and recruit, uh-huh. would a win against a team like USC help in that endeavor? I don't know if the question is, are all wins equal? The win versus USC mean a little more because it might resonate more like on the recruiting trail? Uh, um, all, in, all wins are important. You're exactly correct. But again, a win against USC in that recruiting mecca, it's a fertile, fertile recruiting ground, um, I definitely think would carry a little bit more weight. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. Um, it would in that area. So, um, and that's our, one of our big recruiting areas. You know, within USC, with about a, I don't know, counting out traffic, okay, <laughs> um, a, a two-hour radius, there's, um, you know, 100 or more Pac-12 bona fide big-time football players within a driving distance of their campus. And, um, and it might even be more than that. Um, but uh, so, yes, it would make a big difference for us. It would help us. While we're on recruiting, it's um it's changed the season for the coaching staff we have a lot more official visits during the season um it's definitely sped it up a lot more um and uh um you know you're you're in you're also um there's a lot of things that sped up um but definitely has made it a little bit more frantic a, a little bit more um, uh, uh, pressing as far as during the season than it has in the past. Um, so I think we've adapted well to it, had a good plan. Our recruiting department's done a great job being prepared for all that and how we've done it. Um, and then the one good thing I'm looking forward to is when we sign on December 20th, it's basically over then. Now you're kind of starting for the next year. Um, and so hopefully um, maybe uh, – uh, after the Christmas holidays won't be as frantic in January um, as it was. One other guy I wanted to ask you about was Jeremy Irwin. And uh, yeah. your thoughts on him not being here next year. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's the only guy that was here before I came and is still here. Um, uh, he is, uh, what all he's been through, um, his work ethic, his um, fight, his tenacity, he's, he's He's really, you know, what you would epitomize if you said a tough football player. He's a tough football player. And he's going to um, have a chance to play at the next level, and um, I wish him the best there. He's going to leave here with eight degrees. No, he's going to leave here with one degree, and he's working on a, a minor and doing all that. And he's just been a, a rock-solid guy for us, and uh, it's been a lot of fun coaching him and getting to um, see him grow up. And, of course, when he had his brother Sean here, it was really neat. And I saw Sean at church Sunday, and – we were talking about the games, and uh, it's just uh, it's been a lot of fun um, with uh, with Jeremy, and I'm definitely gonna uh, miss him and his toughness that he brings to our football team. Anything else for coach? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.